Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Ray Ann, and I am going to do something a little bit different today. So normally, I love to give you tips and information about, you know, health and fitness and wellness and nutrition and, you know, just whatever mindset. And here's here's how it works. Normally, I write out my entire article, basically. And then I, you know, throw in my stories and I basically kind of read out my article to you. And as I think of things, I, you know, intersperse little stories here and there, or change things up. But today, I decided that Every once in a while, I am going to throw in something called Real Talk with Ray Ann. So you guys, you have to know from listening to this podcast or just knowing me personally or by working with me or wherever you know me from, and if you don't know me, then you need to know this. I absolutely pride myself on being R-E-A-L real. And today, I'm just going to share some thoughts that hit me. So these thoughts hit me while I was on a long hike um, last week. And so I thought it would be fun because I got to tell you this when I'm out hiking or doing any kind of exercise by myself, it's like these amazing light bulbs pop in my head. And, you know, I, I don't have time to stop and write them down. Sometimes I'll do voice memos and, and think of things. But unfortunately, several things come up. And by the time I get home, I'm ready to write them down or to write a whole like blog or podcast about it, it's gone. <laughs> So, you know, part of that might be age and I don't know. I don't know what the other part could be. But so today I just want to tell you about five different things that struck me while I was out on the mountain. So I'm going to call this lessons from the mountain. Okay. Just five little things that came up um, that I think, you know, I have a little story with, but I also think are good little tips or lessons for everybody. So you know, let me know at the end of this, if you like this format, if you would like for me to do more real talks with Ryan or, um, or if you prefer just the, the basic, you know, information that I give, cause I'll be doing a lot of that still too. So, all right, here we go. These are the lessons from the mountain. My very first lesson or tip for you is don't be creepy. Like, don't be creepy, okay? So here's the deal. You guys, Um, I am training for an event that is going to be at the end of August in 2021, and it is called the 29029 Everesting. And what that stands for is 29,029 feet, which is the height of Mount Everest. And so this event was created for people that maybe would like to climb 29,000 feet, but not necessarily climb actual Mount Everest, right? 
And so I found this event because I wanted to do something really challenging. I wanted to have, you know, something I needed to train for and really um, get my body ready for, my body and my mind, because I love a good challenge. But I've already run a marathon. Um, I don't swim, so I didn't want to do a triathlon. And I, I love teaching cycle classes and I, I have done some mountain biking, but I'm not really into like road biking. So triathlons were out, marathon was out, Ironman is out, which is a triathlon. But when I found this event, I was like, oh yeah, like that is totally me because I can dig some hiking. And basically what it is, is we're going to be at this uh, ski resort called Snow Basin in Utah, which is right outside of Salt Lake City. And what we get to do is hike up the mountain, which is about 2.3 miles up, and then you ride the ski gondola down, which is great because down is way harder on your knees. And then you just repeat it 13 times and you have 36 hours to complete it. And so I got to be honest, when I first read about it, I was like, ah, I can do that. What's what's so hard about that, right? Like, I mean, two point whatever. You just take a break. You get to sit down every time you come down the mountain, and cool, whatever. But the more stories I read, I started like researching it. I was reading um, all kinds of blogs, and I was listening to podcasts, and and it's actually it turns out that not everyone finishes, and that it's actually really really hard. And it's like every single time you go back up the mountain, it gets harder every time because you get more fatigued, and then actually sitting down on the ride down, you actually get stiff. So it's not really always good to stop moving, you know, in the middle of an event because you get stiff and then it's almost like you have to re-warm up every time you start climbing again. So all of that to say that it's going to be hard and I'm so pumped because I love a challenge. And so again, all of that is said to tell you about why it's important not to be creepy, right? Like, is it coming together yet? Probably not. So here's the story. I get up early and I drive to a mountain that is about 45 minutes from my house. And I do this because, well, there's no other mountain that close that I enjoy and that gives me enough mileage. So I've been driving, you know, it's been fun. I go, I get up on Sundays and I drive to the mountain. I get, have all my gear. I have like a little water pack and I have my, by the way, I've found that eating dry cranberry, dried cranberries is like great for me. It totally fuels me. It keeps me like exactly what I need. It's basically sugar. Yes. But it works for when you need, and you know, energy going up a mountain. So anyway, I get there this past week and I park and there's this like little trail that leads to the main trail. So I'm just like, I mean, literally like just getting out of my car, just getting on this little trail that leads to the main trail. And I'm coming around a corner and I hear this voice say, well, you're bigger than me. Why aren't you carrying this bag? And I'm like, what the heck? So I look up and there's, yep, indeed, a little man walking towards me. And he has this giant backpack on his back. And so I'm thinking to myself, did he just say that to me? Like, is he talking to me? I'm looking around, you know. And and by the way, I had just started my fitness watch, which was going to track my mileage, my timing, my calories, because I'm obsessed with it in a good way. It's a good obsession. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, he's going to talk. Oh no, he's going to talk to me, which means that's going to totally mess up my mileage. Like, should I pause my watch? Like, what should I do? I'm having this whole conversation in my head, right? So anyway, long story short, this man, by the way, the creepy man, 
the little man that A, told me I was bigger than him, which you never want to tell a woman that. But anyway. Um, and B, I'm like, dude, like there's nobody out here. Just something about the interaction felt a little bit creepy to me, right? So we started chatting and he was asking why I was there. And long story short, I told him something about, you know, I was doing this event in August and I, and, and I was trying to be like, I got to go because I got a lot of miles to hit today. And he says to me out of the blue, do you have kids? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, how old are your kids? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, like this is none of your business. And there's just something about him that was just like feeling weird. And I said, oh, I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. And he like stumbled backwards. And then he was like, what? You have an 18 and a 16-year-old? I thought you were 25. So then I started thinking, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> Maybe he's not so creepy after all. I mean, that's 20 years younger than I am. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking, you know, I was a little, just a little bit flattered. But then he said this. And then he said, wow, your kids are lucky. They have the hot mom. I guarantee all of their friends come over to see the hot mom. And that's when I said, all right, I got to go. And so I started to walk off and he kept yelling after me, bye, sweetheart. Well, there goes the hot mom just being totally, totally creepy. So here's the thing. Don't be creepy. And, and I'm sure you're not. Don't be the creepy guy, right? Don't be the creepy guy. But also be ready to run across the creepy guy or girl. Could be a girl. I don't want to discriminate here. And have mace or some pepper spray or something with you or gun. <laughs> whatever you need. You know, whatever, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. And so I felt really confident, though, because somewhere in that conversation, he told me he weighed 135 pounds. And he had this giant backpack on, and I thought, yeah, I could take him. <laughs> so there you go. So don't be creepy. But there's a second part to this don't be creepy thing. So after this happened, I was alone for a while. And and I'll talk about that too, like being alone out on the mountain. There's a lesson there too. But I'm, I was alone, and so I was doing a lot of running. Anytime the trail is either flat or downhill, I jog or run a little bit because I want to make up for time. I don't want to be there like all day. And then when it gets really steep, I slow down to a quick walk and I really focus on using my glutes and it's this like whole thing, right? Because I like to feel my muscles working and my heart pumping. So I'm running along and I noticed like all of a sudden I was approaching somebody and I was hoping that I was loud enough, you know, so that they could hear me coming, but like they weren't turning around, they weren't turning around and they were like right dab, like just smack dab in the middle of the trail. Like, and I'm thinking can you move please? Because I'm going to plow you over. <laughs> and I'm thinking if I don't say something soon or they don't hear me coming, I'm going to scare them. So I started like stomping. So that, and, and I had this like backpack on it. It was like slamming against my back, like making, like you could hear my key, like joggling around in there and the water sloshing. They're still not looking, still not looking. So finally I just yell out, Hey, coming up behind you because I don't want to be the creepy person. I didn't want to like get like knocked upside the head or pepper sprayed as I'm approaching them. And this woman looked down and turned away. And I'm thinking to myself, you're out in the middle of the forest. I almost said jungle. It's definitely not a jungle. We're definitely not in the jungle, but we're out on a mountain. You know, there's lots of trees. It's pretty quiet. And like I said, there was like nobody there really. And so this is my 
well, I wanted to say don't be creepy. Like if you're out like that, you need to like let people know you're coming because A, you don't want to scare them and B, you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to be sneaking up on somebody because you might get hit upside the head Um, or like I said, sprayed with mace. So you have to be, this is just a little PSA, you know, like if you're out on the trail and you're coming up onto somebody, please yell out. Let them know you're there so you don't startle them. You still might startle them by yelling out, but it's way better than like coming up like and passing them on a small trail. So that that is just a little like thing I want you to know about. But here's the other thing. Don't get abducted at all because when you're not being confident, you might get abducted or kidnapped or taken or knocked over. So the woman that I'm talking about that I was passing was so timid and she wouldn't speak to me. She wouldn't look me in the eye. And I, and I kind of bothered me because I'm like, if you're going to be out by yourself, that is not the way to act. Okay. And so, so I keep going along, going along and I come up on these, on some more people and it was two really young girls. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, look at these young women out here, like getting up early, getting in their exercise and getting out in the fresh air. I really love that. But again, so I yell ahead, hey, coming up behind you, you know, because I'm cruising along, feeling pretty good because it was early in the hike, by the way. And they both like kind of jump aside and they look all scared. I'm like, like, is something wrong with me? Do I look scary? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why is everyone so scared of me? And again, they didn't look me in the eye, didn't speak back to me. So they made me feel like the creepy weirdo because like they wouldn't talk to me. So I'm like, what is going on? So Anyway, I go probably another couple miles before I run into anyone again. And again, I run up across a, a woman by herself. And again, a third time, no, like didn't speak back to me, wouldn't look me in the eye, looked um, scared. And here's my lesson. And this is a lesson for you. If you ever go by yourself, which it's very possible, there's going to be a time at which you either go walking by yourself. I don't care if it's in your neighborhood if you're in the park, I don't care if you're at the mountain, if you're at the beach, no matter where you're at, if you go by yourself, here's what you need to know, that you have to be confident. You have to stand tall. You have to look people in the eye and you have to speak. And here's why. Because if you show confidence, if you show that you have ability, that you have, um, well, basically, like if you look like you're a badass, and you look like you can, you know, take care of yourself, nobody's going to mess with you. But if you're looking all scared and timid and looking down and won't look anyone in the eye and won't speak back, you look like a victim. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to be the creepy person that talks to people. But here's my trick. Yes, I am very outgoing, and yes, I like to talk to people, and yes, I talk to people all the time on the mountain. However, the reason I do it is not because I'm little Miss Gabby. It's because I want to show people that I can take care of myself, and I'm not scared. I am going to stand tall, and if I need to run or fight back, that's me. Like, I, I'm not afraid to do what I need to do to save myself. And if you show that and you stand tall – and you literally, the trick is looking them in the eye. Because if you can look someone in the eye, they're going to be like, ah, oh, don't mess with her. Don't mess with her. So that, my friends, is my second point that I wanted to make is don't get abducted by showing confidence. Okay? Don't be kidnapped. Just show confidence. Stand tall and 
you know, tell people by your posture that you're going to kick their ass if they mess with you. Okay. There you go. My third lesson from this hiking was um, it's very important to invest in workout underwear. (laughs) You guys, I can't tell you how dumb I am right now because I, how long have I been teaching fitness? Probably, well, I started teaching fitness. I started teaching step aerobics. Do you guys remember step aerobics? I started teaching step aerobics in 94. That's a long time ago. And I don't do math quickly. So that was a lot of years ago. And then I, you know, I've went through all kinds of phases in my life, but I've pretty much been active since, well, since I turned 16 when I could drive. I would drive myself at 530 in the morning to this place in downtown Laramie, Wyoming called The Workout. And The Workout was step aerobics. And I got there and I went to two classes before school started. Like how, I mean, I think that's impressive. (laughs) I mean, I was dedicated to, I just loved it. I loved how it made me feel. It was awesome. So So my point is I've been exercising hardcore since I was 16, including all the sports I played, everything. Um, I've even been through phases of, you know, like I said, I'd ran a marathon. I've done, I did a whole race doing mountain biking. I've done a lot of stuff. And do you know that I've never until this year, 45 years old, I finally, finally broke down and bought workout underwear. So the workout underwear is like the dry fit underwear. Like where have I been? Because this was like the biggest game changer of ever, like of my life. So this long, long hike that I went on, I, the weekend before I did 10 miles, this past one I did 12 or it was like 10, 12. So I did not have the fancy underwear (laughs) that are not fancy or pretty at all, to be honest but who cares? Um, I did not wear them on the 10 mile and I was fine. Like I was fine. I mean, I had a little bit of crotch and butt chafe, you know, I mean, but I've always dealt with that because during my years of marathon training, I was like, I don't know. I guess I thought I was tough by dealing with it. I didn't know. I truly didn't know that if you just spent six extra dollars on a pair of underwear, (laughs) that, that, it was a miracle. Like there is no chafing. Like it's amazing. So please, please, this is another PSA. Please spend the extra money on the dry wicking or whatever they're called workout underwear. I got mine at REI. Literally they were like $16.95 for a pair of underwear that has changed my life. In fact, I went back and bought four more because or five more. I bought five more so that I would have at least six days worth of exercising. (laughs) And on the event, I, you know, I might need to change because, you know, they definitely uh, need to be changed. But here's the thing. Quit, you know, on that exact trail hike that day, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm getting all these like life lessons, you know, that are reminding me of like, be confident, don't talk to the creepy guy, um, (laughs) things like that. And I remembered something about my own mother. And and this is probably why I didn't buy expensive underwear, even though they're not that expensive. But I'm pretty sure I didn't buy the underwear because my mother kind of unfortunately passed on the whole like, you know, cheap ass attitude to me because she, you know, growing up in a in a time where she worked many, many jobs and she she just wasn't frivolous with her money. And she, you know, 
needed it to like feed her kids and pay the bills. And so she, you know, was really, really selective on the things that she would buy, um, you know, buy with her money. Although as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, yeah, but remember all those cartons of cigarettes? Like that wasn't very smart, right? No, definitely not. But anyway, but did your parents ever do this? I'm wondering, or maybe do you do this? My mother would buy something a little bit more expensive or nice, but then she wouldn't use it because, well, if it was expensive or nice, she didn't want to mess it up. And I'm thinking that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But do you ever do that? Do you ever buy something nice and not use it because you're like, if I use it, it's going to mess it up and then it's going to look to use it and then it won't be nice and new anymore. Well, that's kind of like how my mom used to be. And I remember maybe my grandmother, but I remember like having drawers like in our house that had like, like brand new candles, like candlesticks. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? And they'd be wrapped and like they would maybe, let's say they were green. Well, then they started to be like really pale, like kind of yellow. And then pretty soon they were like white and they were never used. But because she bought a nice pair of candlesticks, she never would use them. And the same thing with like, I don't know, like Pepsi, like the one story I remember, I don't really remember this personally, but my brothers tell it all the time. My mother would buy a six pack of Pepsi, for example, and then she would buy a six pack of Diet Pepsi. And there was four kids at the time that this happened. There was actually more kids later, but four kids and one of her. And she bought herself a six pack of Diet Pepsi and the four kids a six pack of regular Pepsi. And if all four kids had one Pepsi, there would only be two left. And she'd be so mad. Like, she'd be like, I just bought that. Like, it's already almost gone. And we're like, yeah, but like, I mean, one, you know, like four were gone immediately. So anyway, I know that kind of went off on a tangent there. But my point is, it's okay to spend a little extra money on something that makes you happy. It's okay to use things that you buy because otherwise, what is the point of buying them? So buy the expensive underwear, use the candles, and drink the freaking Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now, I'm moving on to another story, Indulge the Old Lady. And some of you may have seen this on my Instagram recently. But on that exact same hiking trip, I mean, this was quite the day, you guys. I ran into so many people, so many interesting people. And um, and it was just a really long, long, long walk. But anyway, I got to the top of this mountain and I was look actually felt like I was stung by a bee, to be honest. So I was like stopping and I was trying to like scratch my back and figure out where this like it was on my back and I couldn't reach it. And so I'm like, God, what's going on? And all of a sudden, this like little lady comes up to me and she says, um, hi, I'd like to take your picture. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Like, I feel kind of gross. And and honestly, I just wanted to hurry and like get my backpack on and get going again because I was tired. You know, I just wanted to be done. And she was like, I insist on taking your picture. <laughs> and so this lady, she told me her name was Granny Pat. And Granny Pat was so sweet. She had this like little sparkle in her eye, right? Like she just was like, you could tell she just really wanted to talk to somebody. And I'm a sucker for little old ladies or really anybody that just needs somebody to talk to. So I was like, oh, fine. So I paused my watch because earlier, you know, I'd been messed up by creepy guy. So I paused my watch. And so she like takes my phone and, and she's, and I, in my mind, something about it, I was like, 
well, I'm pretty sure she's not going to run with my phone. <laughs> I think I could catch her. But um, anyway, she takes my phone and she's like, tell me to do all these poses. And I'm like so embarrassed because all these people are like walking by and stopping and watching me. And and she's like, point to the sky and say, hello, son. And I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, no, no, no. It's okay. She was like, oh, just do it. Humor me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I'm pointing at this <laughs> the sky saying, hello, son. And then she's like, no. She's like, now I'm going to video you. And she's like, jump up in the air. And she's like, tell me to do all this stuff. And I felt like a freaking puppet. Like I was totally doing it. Like, so anyway, so finally all these other people are walking by. She's like, oh, can I take your picture? And I was like, yes, let her take your picture. (laughs) So finally I get my phone back from her. And as I'm walking off, she said, thank you so much for indulging me. It was such a pleasure meeting you. You're so sweet. And she was really, really nice. And she was like, don't forget Granny Pat from Pilot Mountain. And you know what? I will never forget Granny Pat from Pilot Mountain. And so my lesson in that was you never know what people are going through. I have no idea who this woman was. I have no idea her story. I have no idea what her day had been like or who, you know, where was her family? Was she by herself because she just wanted to go out by herself or was she alone? I don't know. But here's the thing. Even though I felt kind of annoyed and frustrated at first and kind of embarrassed doing all these poses for this random person in front of people I didn't know. And I was kind of feeling ridiculous. Even though all of that, I left there feeling, you know, good because it feels good to make other people feel good. And so, yes, I was definitely embarrassed. And yes, I deleted most of the pictures because they were horrendous. Because, by the way, I had already walked, what, like eight miles at that point. I was a sweaty mess because it was like 90% humidity. I looked a fright. And um, anyway, I deleted most of that. And I definitely deleted the videos because those were extra ridiculous. (laughs) So there you go. So please indulge the old lady when you can. And then finally, I have one last story for you. And we're going to title this one, Don't Be a Show Off. Okay? So – this isn't about me actually, but this, I was reminded on that same hike about something. So, you know, I had just ran into granny Pat. I had passed, you know, (laughs) creepy man. I had passed all these very, um, timid looking women and I'm ready to go back down the mountain, you know? And I'm like, all right. So I'm, I had my dried cranberries, had some water and I was ready to roll. And I started running down the trail And I was getting pretty fast, actually, because, well, the momentum was taking me. And But it felt kind of good because that is actually something I've learned, FYI, that if you're running down a hill, if you just let the hill take you as long as you can keep up with it, it's actually better on your body because you're not going to be like – um, you know, putting on the brakes so much. That whole like putting on the brakes and like resisting to go is actually what causes your knees problems, okay? So if you just let your body go with the momentum, it's actually easier on your joints and on your body. And that I learned the hard way, but then I actually did hear it from a coach, a running coach. So I don't know, take that advice or leave it. If you dip, you plan to go running downhill, see if you can just let your body go with it, okay? But I kind of started going too fast. And so even though I was excited about that because I thought the faster I go, the faster I get to the bottom, the faster I'll be done, you know, I started thinking, oh, but I don't want to pull a dad. So here's what happened. My 
dad. Total like mountain guy. He loved to go hiking. And when I say mountain guy, I I mean as in like liked to go hiking and be in the mountains and fly around the mountains. He was a pilot. And it was really cool because he would take us flying and we would like float, flow, we'd fly rather kind of low into like canyons and like around um, the mountains. And we would like find like wild horses and he would fly you know, really low and they would run. And, and I even went on a few trips with him where he had to count elk. And cause by the way, we lived in Wyoming. And so he would go to Yellowstone and he would go all over the state of Wyoming and count, um, animals like for the game and fish. And then also there were times, I think, I think if I remember this correctly, we would go fly over lakes and like drop stuff, which was like planting fish and lakes. So just so you know, in case you didn't know that, they actually plant fish in lakes, right? I, I mean, I think that's still a thing. Um, and, you know, some of these memories are a little skewed, whether they're exactly accurate. I'm not totally sure. Some of it could be stories I've been told and others could be actual memory. But anyway, when I was in college, I had met Brian, who is my now husband. We've been married 22 years. So this was probably 24-ish years ago. I decided that I was going to bring him home to Wyoming to meet my family. And that was kind of a big deal because I remember like when my brothers, um, Mike and Mark, they're the oldest brothers, they they both went away to college. And when they met their now wives, I remember them bringing them home to meet us. And so when it was my turn to do it, I thought that was so cool. I couldn't believe that I was this age that you could, you know, that I was going to bring a guy all the way from Virginia, that's where we went to college, all the way to Wyoming to meet my family. And so I was very happy when my dad, when I called my dad, who lived in a different town in Wyoming than where my mom lived. So we had gone to visit my mom first, and then my dad was going to fly his plane um, and pick Brian and me up to go stay at his house for a while, and it's in a different part of the state. So anyway, we he came and picked us up, and poor Brian. I think he was terrified. He had never been on an airplane his entire life. I, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that's right. And so he had not only flown commercial from Virginia to Denver, where I picked him up, but then now he was like having to get in a plane with my dad, who he, he didn't even know, and fly across the state of Wyoming. And so he was already pretty nervous about this. So we do that and we had a great trip. My dad did really cool things. We went flying all over and looked at all these like different like canyons and mountains. And it was really, really fun. In fact, I was kind of like, not mad, but I was a little bit like, how come you never did this with just me? It's like he was showing off, right? For for Brian. So anyway, when we went to go stay at my dad, there's this place called Sings Canyon and it's right outside of Lander, Wyoming. And it's gorgeous. And if you ever get a chance to go there, please do. So we go there and we, there's this hike up to these waterfalls and sinks Canyon or sinks falls or something like that. And we're hiking and we got, we went way past the falls, which is like, it was way, way up on the mountain. And we were so high and it was actually higher than I had ever been on that mountain actually. And probably because of when I used to go, it was when I was younger and I'm sure I was whining and didn't want to do it. But since I was older and my dad wanted to show Brian how impressive he was with all of his knowledge on this mountain. So we we go really high. And when we were up there, all of a sudden a thunderstorm started rolling in. And my dad was like, oh no. And he had this look on his face like, we better get down. And 
I debated. I was like, is he just being dramatic for Brian? Or is he really worried about us getting stuck up here on this mountain during this thunderstorm? And and if you don't know much about Wyoming, I mean, the weather can change like quickly. And even though I think it was July or August, because it was been a while to remember, it was hot during the day, but a thunderstorm can, can come in and like totally cool the place down like 30, even 40 degrees. And it can be pretty nasty. So I started thinking, you know, I think he's right. We better get going. So he said, all right, all right, guys, we're going to we're gonna run down the mountain. And I remember Brian being like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, dude, this is my dad. And he, by the way, ran marathons. So I'm like, all right, let's go. And so we start running, we're running, we're running. Well, it starts draining like crazy, like just huge drops. Well, we're like about halfway down the mountain. And all of a sudden, like it was my dad in front of me and then me and then Brian behind me. And poor Brian was like kind of back because he, first of all, the altitude there is way higher. Secondly, he wasn't a big runner and he had these really big hiking boots on. And so I kind of felt bad for him. So I was kind of like waiting and, but my dad was getting ahead and it's raining. And all of a sudden my dad goes like flying off the edge of the mountain, like literally, like like he slipped or tripped or something and he like dives off the side of the the mountain and he's like rolling down. And so both Brian and I are like horrified what we're going to find when we go get him. So we like get off the trail and we're like climbing down to find him and he was a bloody mess and it was so sad. It was horrible. But he jumped up and he was like, let's go. We got to get back to the car. And I was like, dad, you're like bleeding all over. It's okay. Let's just sit and like sit it out. And he's like, nope, let's go. Let's go. So he's like limping and like bleeding and like, and he's like being a badass. And so he run, we get all the way back to the car. And really the moral of the story is don't be a show off because later my dad did say to me, he was like, I didn't want Brian to think I was a wimp. And I'm like, dad, First of all, you're not a wimp. Secondly, like you didn't have to prove anything to Brian who couldn't even like keep up with us. So, and he's the nicest guy ever. So don't be a show off. And the reason I remembered that whole story is because I had, like I told you, I was starting to go pretty fast down the mountain that day. And a few times I kind of tripped and I just thought, oh my gosh, I can just imagine myself like tripping and like stumbling down this mountain after I had just, you know, acted like, misconfident, like going up, talking to everybody. So you just never know because if you try to show off and you try to be bigger than your britches, you just might take a head dive down a mountain. So please don't do that. So anyway, these were just a few little stories I had and just little life lessons that we learned along the way and just wanted to do something fun and different just so you could get to know me a little bit more as a person and how I feel about things. So let me know. Do you like Real Talk with Rianne? Because I have a lot of thoughts in my mind and lots and lots of stories that have yet to be told. So don't worry. Next week, we're going to get back to regular. We're going to be talking about more wellness topics, but hit me up hit me up with a line and let me know. And also, please don't forget to review um, my podcast, because when you guys listen and download, it gets shown to more people, but also when you rate and review the podcast, it really helps other people hear the information and see it more. 
And honestly, it just makes me feel good because if I'm giving you information or stories that you enjoy, then I know that I'm on the right course and I can do more of that. So please take just a few minutes when you're done with this, if you can, and just um, go into your app and rate the podcast. I would so, so appreciate it. And I look forward to catching you guys next time. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.